0: Welcome to the Ankler Podcast, a special edition. This is Sean McNulty from the Wake Up Newsletter uh, here right after Labor Day weekend on Tuesday, September 5th. I'm joined by former box office experts, uh, Elaine Lowe and Richard <laughs> Rushfield in Los Angeles. Uh, today, we're doing a special end of summer 2023 movie season edition uh, back at Memorial Day weekend. The three of us made a series of uh, Nostradamus uh, envy-inducing predictions about the summer movie season including what will be our, our top three movies for the summer at the box office Richard of course chose five uh, we also had uh, picks for sleeper wouldn't you know we all picked uh, Sound of freedom great job guys <laughs> really just nailed, just nailed it um, as well as which movies looked uh, looked troubled the, the studio that would win this summer so this is just a you know a bit of a fun podcast which uh, I think right now Richard we could all use a little fun is that is that an accurate sentiment around town yeah, people people are
1: having a good time uh marching back and forth down the street, not making uh any money and uh and and wondering if there'll be an industry to come back home to. But <laughs> yeah,
0: other other than that, it's uh, it's it's good times here. Yeah, exactly. But uh we'll save the strike talk and the collapse of the TV business uh you know, that's more for Friday conversation I think guys, so we'll you know, we'll save that for the end of the week. But uh yeah. Uh, this podcast is also accompanying uh, my complete summer movie 2023 box office scorecard, uh, the column in the Wake Up newsletter, which you can read at theankler.com, where I break down a lot more of the particulars and uh, the individual studio by studio breakdowns on production investment and so on and so forth. Uh, guys, any opening statements before we dive in here? Uh, I, I'm not content
1: that we've really... um seen the evidence that these are the results say that uh, oh I think this is a very uh unfair uh box office here I, I i've heard reports of people coming in in the night and taking the receipts uh, out of out of uh, indiana jones and the dial destiny breaking
0: news here lane i've heard very reliable <laughs>
1: reports that uh that that actually won the
0: summer who, who told you that? Was that uh, Lucasfilm that gave you that? I, 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 I talked to a
1: lot of people that are very in touch with the grassroots of the... Uh of the
0: cash box picks up picked up. It's all about like that free cash flow, Richard. You gotta get it from somewhere. <laughs> yeah.
2: I would just like to say that before we go over the results, uh that the results of this election are rigged, unless I want wow. two case... of you,
0: both of you challenging the the, the, the <laughs> sanctity of the box office. I will not have this. This is the one thing we have in Hollywood that's actually legit. All
2: right, all right. Let's look at the numbers, Sean.
0: <laughs> I mean when it when when the box office knew how to play
1: by the rules, you can you could do that. <laughs> when the audience started going off the script with their uh with their little choices here.
0: Well, they didn't stick to our narrative, that's for sure. Uh so let's start off the top three. Uh Richard, you had predicted uh MI7, Fast X, and uh Little Mermaid. And that and that was correct, right? And one universe, <laughs> probably. Um, uh, just not this one, unfortunately. So that was uh unfortunately not it. Just for the record, uh the winners are Barbie, Spider-Man, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, no, actually, it's uh well. Guardians three or or Oppenheimer uh, probably still battling it out there, but uh, I'll give it to Guardians three. So you had none. So 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 I I actually have a I actually have
1: a serious thought about 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 all this. Please yes, uh, if I if I may, I I was doing a, a little bit of soul searching, thinking about uh, how I got it so wrong, which which has never which has never actually happened before. First time, Richard. First time in my life. Uh, and you know, each of these films, I think in isolation like you 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 look at them individually i think you you've got a potential uh there's no reason why one of these wouldn't have won there i think the problem is i think what i I wasn't wasn't seeing when i sat there in the coliseum at CinemaCon taking in all these is the the effect of so many of these uh these tent poles episode seven episode 10 part one franchise yeah yeah transformers number what what number is transformers i really don't even know the the 50th uh superhero movie we've seen and if you look at mission impossible 7 there's no, there's nothing about it to to say well well that looks like a flop that's not gonna that's not gonna play but the cumulative effect of just showing people the same thing over and over um and and you look at these are our, our lists it's 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 got very little on them that sort of break out and do something different, and well, that's something I've never seen before. And it's all a lot of things that people have seen before, in a lot of, in a lot of different ways. And the the ones that ended up winning are, in
0: fact, ones that don't look like anything you've seen before. So it's, a, I mean, in a way, it's refreshing. I mean, we were all wrong. Or well, Elaine Al- 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 did have Barbie, so Elaine, you did have Flash, Mi Seven, and Barbie was in yours. So you do, you do get the. We'll give you the gold on this one because you actually had the biggest one in your top three,
2: Elaine. So. But
1: I, you know, you know what? I was the one wearing the hat at CinemaCon, so <laughs> he
2: gets credit
1: Elaine, should, credit. Elaine should have to split that vote with that, me. That is that. That is that.
0: Elaine's discretion. That's I'm judging. Yeah. There we go. The, the gavel, gavel, uh, gavel, bang there. Yeah, Elaine. So you know, you had the you did see that that flash there, pun intended, uh, of brilliance back at CinemaCon, I suppose. So c- kudos to you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I will uh, take all the accolades now. But uh, but yeah, no, to what you were saying, Richard, about something being, you know, something we hadn't seen before. I, I think I remember when I said Barbie, it was like, ooh, question mark, right? But it looked, I think I said at the time, just deranged enough to mm-hmm. do really well. And I mean, and there was partly that and also partly the, the way they spun the IP of that all was it's like, yes, it's IP based on this doll that we've all seen that's in the public consciousness and the public pop culture for so many decades, but it's something different. And it's like it just I, it hit that sweet spot of being familiar, but completely different.
0: Yeah. And I will say, you know, look, that's unfortunately bad news for us, but to have the top three movies being Barbie, Spider-Man uh, and Guardians and then, you know, Oppenheimer and fourth. They're just there were good movies like, you know, across the board, like, you know, the quality one outs, which I think is a, you know, something we don't know going in because we haven't seen any of them. You know, word of mouth is still king in the movie business, which is, you know, as much social media marketing or TV ad marketing you want to buy, you know, money you want to throw at this thing that still matters, you know, uh, probably arguably the most in the movie business. So quality wins out, Richard. So I think that's one one salve we can take from uh from this
1: yeah I, I think it's a good lesson i i i don't think that has been true every year no exactly for, for the last decade i think I, I that's been true less than it uh less than it should have been which right. which is why we bet on sort of of, of sameness and yep. uh
0: and predicted and predictability yep this is definitely a year of demarcation for that so that's why i was actually right Oh. <laughs> I'll let you write a column about that yeah. logic, Richard. But that's fine.
1: I got to. I got to tell you also, though. Nothing on my list. I th- I thought was a a bad movie when I saw it. I, I thought they were all fine to 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 very good. Yeah, uh, I thought Mission Impossible was a
0: real fun ride. True. No, it's not to say. Yeah, Little Mermaid. I think got an A or A minus cinema score. I mean, Fast X probably not in that category. But if the bar is like nothing you've ever seen before, could I tell people you've never seen anything like mission impossible seven before right if you see mission impossible six yeah you kind of have yeah exactly um and that just got caught up in the jet wash of barbenheimer i mean i think that was really the main thing at fault here that the campaign was very well done at paramount um the world tour worked out the movie was good you know was a solid entry in the you know in the pantheon but there's also um you sort of went straight
1: from maverick into the into the uh mi7 campaign yeah. it was a because Maverick played for so long right that that by the time it was finally tapering out you were like you were just a uh, weeks away from the the prep of the
0: the new campaign yeah
1: the run-up and and they both had the main message of both those campaigns was Tom Cruise does his own stunts Right. You know, I, I think they just need a new a new message for Tom Cruise now
0: <laughs> or take another year off between movies. Maybe would be the other way to look well, at it. The, the, the writer's strike may give him that. Gift. <laughs> Hollywood is definitely providing that for him right now. So the ones we had uh, concerns about, uh, Richard, you were thinking Elemental and Transformers looked uh, a little question mark. And yeah, both did. I mean, uh, Elemental will give a special award to in a little while, but Transformers was middling at best, Um, but, you know, essentially broke even a little bit of profit there but not not terribly uh, a big uh, a big hit it didn't cause a big wave of a uh, cultural you know relevancy throughout the summer i would uh, would argue uh elaine had little mermaid which kind of did, which was profitable but did underperform elaine i think that was not received as anticipated was that is that your kind of takeaway here and the summer
2: i think so i mean i mean i i think that sort of is in line with the prediction right like that a movie can be well reviewed but not necessarily uh right. received as well as it could have been
0: match the expectations yeah with
1: little mermaid you had that international problem
0: i didn't see that coming yeah that's right yeah. Richard.
1: D- domestically it actually it actually was a hit on on the part of everything but it but for whatever reason it did not perform uh, internationally
0: yeah actually the u.s outperformed the international which is extremely rare i mean that's you know you rarely ever especially the film like that so the the domestic was 298 uh 298 million dollars so that was less than 300 million dollars international
1: has any uh quasi official explanation for that ever been put on the table at this point or
0: I mean a, a black lead was definitely a, a big you know put of conversation i i can't speak i mean that's to, what know, everybody murmurs about how do you quantify that is a, a tougher one but certainly you know it could very well be it's not you know it's it's not like it's unheard of across you know in, in a global sense so that's uh certainly a factor but elaine you had the oppenheimer question certainly which was a question that was fully answered not that you saw a problem with it but
2: Clearly was wrong.
0: Clearly, America answered and in the positive. Don't
2: don't bet against Chris Nolan. Duly noted.
0: The idea that uh, you'd want to see this
1: movie about this physicist contemplating the meaning of the atomic bomb and
0: uh, blowing up two cities—that like, seemed like a really tough sell to me. Yeah. No. Kudos to Universal. They, you know, that campaign, year-long campaign that that they've been doing, so uh, just well executed, and obviously the Barbenheimer thing really took it to another level. And then you know sleeper hit. I think we're all very disappointed in our sleeper hits. Richard Strays. I'm sorry. I know you're still holding out hope here, man. But you know the, the summer's over. You got to hang, hang up the hang up the hang up the towel. Stray
1: Strays. I am declaring a great moral victory. Okay, it's
0: uh... <laughs> I'm not sure what moral victory you take from Strays, but okay, fine.
1: The audience may not have uh, have, have stood by us as, as they should have, but uh, but. Uh, They 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 will they will regret that they will they will apologize to me in time.
2: That sounds like a threat, Richard.
1: (laughs) Take it as you will.
2: Take it. I'm not America.
0: You owe Richard Rushfield an apology. Here we go.
1: (laughs) Let's note that uh, events did did interfere with uh, the the Strays Juggernaut. That they had an earlier release uh, this year. When was it? In June? Early June. Yep. They they blew basically a whole marketing campaign advertising it.
0: And then it got put. Why did it get pushed back that time? I it, uh, obviously it was Little Mermaid. You know, it was uh, people were things going to open much bigger and Transformers and The Flash. They were kind of worried about getting caught up in a you know in a back to back not having a window kind of thing. I, that was my understanding of it at least. So so they, they they lost that whole campaign,
1: and then they had booked another campaign right when right when SAG went on strike. You had a, a movie that it was the, the Face of Two Dogs, but you could have had Will Ferrell and Jamie Fox doing a publicity tour. But then SAG went on strike, and they'd already committed that that campaign. So having having committed to spend two whole campaigns, they they couldn't at that point push her back and and say, okay, we'll spend a third campaign on it. I will give you a strike aster- asterisk there, Richard. That is uh, definitely a,
0: a, a part of that one.
1: At the AMC near me, the the assistant manager informed me that she'd been getting a lot of people uh, who thought they were coming to a cute, uh, uh, funny uh, little dog comedy. Uh, racing out of the theater and demanding uh, their money right. back. So hey, well,
0: all that marketing money just didn't land. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. No matter what you do with the American public, talking dogs. Okay, I'm I'm in. Done. No more no more questions asked. Don't tell me <laughs> anything else. I'm, I'm going to show up. Uh, Elaine and I had hopes. Uh, put both of our baskets in Lionsgate. They uh, unfortunately, uh, well, I I picked the blackening, which was profitable. Uh, it was only made eighteen million dollars though, but it was only a five million dollar budget. So uh and then joyride just didn't connect elaine i think um any thoughts on you know
2: i enjoyed it i thought it was hilarious i was hoping for big things for it what was the budget on that one 32 mil
0: i've seen anywhere from yeah 25 to 30 somewhere in there yeah okay
2: what did that ultimately take
0: uh not 25 to 32. oof yeah no, unfortunate no. yeah just didn't connect uh, i
2: didn't know hard feelings do
0: uh, basically broke even i mean it probably did very well on p on pvod and so forth but theatrically it was, was about even minus marketing that's just our, on a production spend so and uh what's what uh, bottoms had a- and bottoms is bottoms is the hope for the fall like it's it's yeah it's it's had really first two we're two weekends in here and a very good limited release and a very good expansion to 700 screens so that goes up to 1200 this friday um uh september 9th so or, or whatever this friday is um so there's hope for for bottoms which carries an 11 million dollar price tag there so all right. Before we get to the final studio scorecard, I'm going to give a couple of awards out. Uh, sleeper hit has to be Sound of Freedom. I think there's really not much of a argument for anything else. Anybody else want to present a case? You know, Strays on, on some not <laughs> on a moral <laughs> level.
2: On a moral level, anybody strained. want to present a case besides
0: Strays? Let me. Uh, sorry.
1: Let me. Let what you... is the movie we're going to be talking about in a year?
2: Is it strays, Richard? You will make sure
0: that we will be talking about it. I will make sure that we will be talking about it. (laughs) The Rushfield Guarantee. The Problem Child Award. What what franchise or movie you're, you know, kind of either disappointed or kind of leaves a big question mark in anyone's mind? Uh, I'm going to give this to Transformers, a movie that broke even, made a little bit of money, but do you spend another $200 million making, you know, did it have that kind of success that would give you confidence that the next one will be at that or bigger, you know, probably did very well on Peabody has, you know, it'll make money, which which is why you would, you know, green light a sequel. But it wasn't the big return of the franchise to the, you know, the cultural forefront or
2: I'd have to agree. I mean, listen, when you said Transformers earlier in this conversation, I was like, there was a new Transformers movie. this summer. Like- <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we didn't know much. Yeah. What number it even was.
2: Yeah, like it doesn't even register uh, on on the consciousness. Both when you're talking box office, but also in the pop cultural, you know, conversations, yeah. the, the 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 discourse, quote unquote. Like, where does it even hit with?
0: Right, what level? What level is it on? And uh, you know, it just didn't. Wasn't the resounding. Yes, we want more. It wasn't also a you know, it made it, it hit its mark in terms of making the money. But yeah, my choice, however. Uh-
1: I'm going to give it jointly to DC and Marvel because I think oh, okay. there's giant question marks there. And, you know, it's an open question at this moment. Is the audience just had enough of superheroes? And are they just I mean, the, the arrows, there's still some that are doing all right. Spider-Man. Yeah.
0: And Guardians did well. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Man was not. And certainly some films before that as well. If you're
1: asking like which way. Yeah, Are the arrows moving on the entire superhero genre? You know, these are giant bets that they're making on. These are like $300 million bets they're making. On these. That all wasn't predicated on uh, some of them will hit and some of them will flop. It was all <laughs> right. the idea on, oh, superhero movies are 100% successful. Can't miss. Yeah. And if it starts to be like 60% or even 40% successful, the next decade is going to see uh, oceans of
0: red ink. Yeah, Cut. Kind of, you're the uh, bigger Marvel fan, I think. Uh, the, but I know what is your what is your temperature on this right now?
2: I think there's a volume question, right? Because especially now that you have all of these Marvel series on Disney Plus that are supposed to eventually, I think, in theory, feed the audience back to the theatrical, the big theatrical Marvel releases, it's like Well, A, like, are those serving their purpose on the TV front? And then when you have just the sheer volume question, right, of like, how many Marvel movies do we have in any given year versus, you know, when it was just Iron Man, right? Like, so I think there's a volume question and it's like, yeah, you're going to have dilution once you, even if you bump up that volume by like 25% a year or something.
0: Yeah. You know they are dialing back the volume on the on the series and, and spreading them out more. Uh, the Marvel series on on Disney Plus for sure. Like more as through. a
2: consumer, it's like a lot to get through. Like I have like a yeah, list of no, things I've... that I still need to get through. Even if you're a fan, there's there's a backlog. Uh,
0: that's I hear that across the board from people, and you know it's it's happening more because of Disney's financial problems. But you know still, I don't know. They can dial it back, but like once the enthusiasm
1: is sort of leaking out of the balloon, can you get that back in there?
2: I think there's something to be said for scarcity. Once you make something more exclusive, it becomes more in demand.
0: So the next Star Wars film will be, that's going to be a rager, I guess. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you'll have a good six, seven years there before between films. So not not intentionally, but uh, we shall see. Uh, I won't ask about disappointment because I pretty much, I don't want to have another strange conversation, Uh, but I will (laughs) say the award for we owe you an apology goes out to Elemental and this is a film that yes, has turned it around you, you do
2: uh, <laughs> he's holding you personally accountable i John. did call it a problem i don't i don't reason. know
0: i don't know what any apology i I, <laughs> I was right there for it you were a stand the whole time yeah exactly but a film that you know opened really low in june uh and a 200 million dollar budget which is still probably way too high for a pixar movie which tiger's alluded to but it has Kept going. It has been. There was no other family film to kind of fill the void. Uh, the rest of the summer, which it exploited very well, which we've seen can be a, a big success. Whether you're Puss in Boots Two or Super Mario, if you're the only game in town for you know for a kids movie, uh, that's a powerful tool, and it's up to almost. It'll probably get close to five hundred million dollars, which is uh you know for two hundred million dollar movie, uh respectable showing. It and for and for a genre of Pixar, which had a huge question mark going into it, this could be that unexpected catalyst to, you know, maybe start to turn the tide on the, on that franchise theatrically. So, you know, we may look look back on it as a movie that really, you know, the little engine that could uh, families need a place to take their children.
1: And if you say like, this won't be incredibly painful, they're like, great. We'll come every week for
0: the next three months. Uh, You know, again, I think the marketing was just challenged, but it had an a cinema score. So it was, you know, it wasn't that people who did see it liked it. And clearly again, word of mouth, you know, kept that movie going as well in addition to that factor. So make a good movie. And, you know, sometimes you are rewarded in, in the, in the long run there. So another nice lesson from the summer, uh, or we'll rounded out here with, you know, who, which studio one, which I dive a little more into the financial return on investment, uh, aspect in, in the wake up newsletter, Richard, you know, you had Disney, so uh, I will say it. I don't know that we're giving the award. <laughs> <Does laughs> Elaine, are we? Are we? Uh, are we two to one over on that one? But that Disney did not win the summer.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think we can claim them the winner.
0: So, so I'm sorry. Is is this win? This isn't raw grosses. This is profitability. No, this, this is the uh, return on investments, and I would even okay. say perception would be a, as I said at the start of the summer would be a. If you asked people who won the summer, summer around town, would anybody say Disney? So uh they also spent the most amount of money to make the movies richard so you can kind of yeah. you know cut that either way uh, you know i think elaine i'm gonna i have to get technically you won so you won yeah the ten dollar wager you made in our memorial day uh, weekend podcast you get to keep the ten dollars so congratulations thank you barbie
2: thank yeah, you yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> treat yourself to a matinee movie in los angeles maybe <laughs> so you had warner brothers uh and i had universal which you know Universal had you know, Oppenheimer, and but you know they had a mixed summer, I think at best. Uh, and Oppenheimer was a huge win, I think, and still is the campaign, you know, uh, of the year to, to, in a marketing sense. But and Rich, Richard, to your adage, uh, this movie proved it. You know, the, the if you have a hit, it makes up for all for all the misses. That's right. Uh, That's- Warner's uh, had the, the not the highest return on investment, but you know they had the second highest of the summer, just just because of Barbie. That's it. It's uh, amazing what a hit can do, especially if it's a hit or that you didn't spend half a billion dollars to get. Exactly right. Exactly right. I've a budget of around 100 130 140 million. So, Elaine, congratulations on uh winning the studio bet.
2: thank you. Thank you. What else do I win besides 10 10- theoretical dollars <laughs> yeah
0: richard's admiration uh so you can you can do it that way with what you like but uh yeah we'll, get, we'll have to get t-shirts next year perhaps but um <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that two notes sony was the big winner at least in my to my calculations uh sony really had a, a very impressive run um from spider-man to insidious being huge massive hits uh they had a you know a couple of duds to start out this low budget uh the machine and love again you know things that screen gems and a le- legendary movie but once they got they got cooking there even you know hard feelings broke even which was a big question mark for the summer um and then uh you know gran turismo is a little bit of a loss but then the equalizer i think is is open big so certainly it was a, a good way to end the summer for the business and and for sony so uh not of the cap to the uh to the folks at sony who uh You know, not bad. This is, I mean, to my rough calculations, you know, they spent about $260 million to make movies and got back $375 million in box office, uh, the take-home box office. So not a bad use of capital there, Richard. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a wrap on summer, guys. Uh, Richard is kicking off fall movie season again up at the uh, Toronto Film Festival starting on Thursday. Richard, you're leaving tomorrow. Are you packed, Richard? I, I, I had this question in my mind. Is Richard Rushfield a morning before he leaves a packer or do you do you do this a day ahead i am uh, obsessively neurotic uh
1: flyer <laughs> and uh have my special cases to put all the wires
0: in and everything okay and, so you uh, are you are thoroughly yeah. packed okay yeah, got so. it as long as you got your passport don't don't forget that part so um of course and uh people can get in touch with you richard while you're up there you're gonna
1: be uh- yes richard at the ankler.com uh give give me a holler love to see you if you're hanging around at the
0: at the festival all right remember to uh, follow the ankler on the socials at the ankler and subscribe at the com. and of course you can get elaine's strike geist newsletter for daily updates on the front lines of uh, both strikes at strikegeist.com. that one is totally free we'll get more into the latest on that uh in our friday podcast uh thank you for listening everybody hope you all had a good summer and uh we'll see you next time